Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills, in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. In today's program, we are studying the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 2. Here's Pastor Ryan. Turn with me in your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. We will be in verse 6 today. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 6. And give me an amen once you are there. Amen. And Father, we thank you again this morning for your glorious love towards us. It is almost unfathomable that you would love us as you do. You are our creator, God, the maker of heaven and earth, the God of Abraham, of Isaac, and of Jacob, of the apostle Peter, James, John, and Paul. And we are your children, Lord, adopted because of your blood, Jesus, for what you did for us on the cross. Lord, this morning, speak to us. Holy Spirit, overflow in this place. You know everybody's condition, you know where we're at in our walk, and we pray that you would meet us and speak to us, Lord. Give us humble hearts, pour out your grace, Lord. May it be all of you and none of me. In Jesus' name we pray, and together we say, amen. amen. All right, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 6. As you know, Paul the Apostle is speaking to a church that uh, is a blessing to his heart, no doubt, because he planted it four years prior Corinth is a, the Corinthian church is a church in the midst of, of great perversion and wickedness and humanism. And, uh, and so he, he is speaking to a church that he loves that has problems, though. They're, they're fleshly and, and worldly and, you know, they're new believers. You know, you can't really blame them, but he's ministering to them nonetheless so that their faith is centered in Jesus Christ and not in man. For the Corinthians worshipped man, they worshipped themselves, and so he wants them as a church to have their faith in Christ, not in man, not in the Apostle Paul, not in uh, uh, Paul or Apollos, the preacher, not of Cephas, it's, it's Peter, that's his, his name, and or, or just of one who says, well, I'm of Jesus, but really doesn't have any uh, structure or follows any... Uh, uh, authority that the Lord has placed. And so he wants them to have their faith in God and not in man. And so Paul said that he specifically kept it simple when he preached to them. He didn't preach to them in excellence of speech. He didn't want them to be impressed with his uh, speaking skills so that the power, so that their faith would be in him. But instead he kept it simple. He said that he determined to know nothing but Christ and him crucified. That's the message that he preaches. That's the message that we preach. It's simple. Jesus Christ died for our sins and rose from the dead on the third day. And if you put your faith and trust in him, you shall be saved. If you reject him, then it's hell. Very simple message. But he determined to keep it simple so that their faith would be in Christ and not in him. He wanted them to know that it is the power of God that saved them, not the intellect or wisdom or philosophies of man. It wasn't those philosophers in Corinth that uh, 
that saved them. It was the Spirit of God. It was the simple message. And so that's where we're at. He's wanting them to, to know and to believe that it is the, the power of God, not the wisdom of man. Verse 6, he says, However, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age, nor of the rulers of this age, who are coming to nothing, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory. And so he says here he speaks wisdom, but not the wisdom of this age, not the wisdom of this world. All of us are witnesses to how foolish and how empty and how wicked the, fool, the wisdom of this world is. We have a front row seat like no one else in history in our country to be able to see how the, the, the nation and, and the media and pop culture, politicians, everyone of this world, other than born-again people, hopefully, are trying to diminish any godly values that we've been blessed with. They're trying to tear down everything that's good that God has given us. The family, purity, the innocence of our children, everything's backwards today. Every week, it seems, there's something new. I mean, every day, amen? It's like every day, there's, there's injustice, there is uh, no, uh, they are taking away people's liberties and freedoms by which God has given them to us. We have liberties because of Christ, not because our country, but because of Christ, who uh, blessed us to be born in this country. Amen? So we see it every day. And so Paul is just wanting the church to know it's foolish, it's foolish, it's folly to put your trust in the wisdom of this world, to believe all the things that they tell us as if they have the answers. If the world had the answers, then why did Jesus come? Jesus came because this world is empty and fallen and broken and needs a Savior. And he saves us out of the world. We're no longer in it. And because we're, no lo we're in it, but no longer of it, and because we're not of it anymore, the world hates us. Because we stand for God's precepts that are his morals, his goodness, that we teach kids to love God and to uh, be pure and not awaken love until it's time. We, 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 we are a whole different people now. And yet the Corinthian church was still stuck on wanting to be cool, wanting to, you know, puff themselves up and divide themselves over the preference of preachers that they liked. It was worldly, it was carnal, it was fleshly. And it's not what God desires for his church then, and it's not what God desires for his church now. God calls us to put our trust in him and not in the wisdom of men. This is why we must be careful and be discerning. We must be discerning. And really, this chapter speaks a lot to that. In 1 John chapter 5, John the Beloved says, Verse 19 through 20. I'll have you turn there with me I, uh, because it's, it's, a, it's a real important verse that uh, pertains to what we're talking about. 1 John chapter 5, verse 19. Give me an amen once you are there. And we know that, the, uh, uh, we, know that we are of God 
and the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. He says the whole world lies under the sway. The influence of the devil is over the whole world except for those who have given their life to Jesus Christ. The whole world. That means we're not to be gullible to what we see, what we hear, what they say. They're using traditional uh, entities that have been respected for years to deceive people like the medical field. They're weaponizing it. They've weaponized the media since forever. We know that. Both parties are a mess in this country, let's be honest. Things that we can traditionally say, oh, you know, maybe we can trust a little. Now it's like, oh my goodness. We are in those times where we have to really discern and be careful. Why? Because we know that the that we are of God and the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. So why would we follow them? Why would we, why would we fall for the professors? Why would we fall for their uh, academia, for what they're teaching? We see what they're teaching. Don't fall for it. Especially if you're one who says, well, you know, this movie star said this or that. We're not that gullible anymore. We're wiser now. We know that we are of God and the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. And we know that the Son of God has come, listen to this, and has given us an understanding that we may know So Jesus has come to give us an understanding that we may know. God wants you and I to know and to understand what's really going on. And what's really going on is we're to follow his word, not the word of this world. Because the God of this world is Satan who has bewitched everyone. And yet Christians have become so lazy intellectually where they're not in their scriptures, they're not praying, they're not looking through the lens of the Holy Spirit. And just, it's the easy thing. You know, unfortunately, we're all followers. We're raised to be followers, it seems, right, before Christ. Like I said, I don't mind being God's sheep, but I do mind being this government's sheep. Because they will lead you astray. There are bad actors in the world. I'm sorry. We have to do our homework. And we know that the Son of God has come and has given us an understanding that we may know who is true. And we are in him who is true in his Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. Little children, keep yourselves from idols. The Corinthian church was still about being cool in the world. That's idol worship. Our Lord made himself of no reputation. It doesn't matter what preacher or teacher or pastor we know. What it matters is that we know Jesus Christ and him crucified, that we are his children, and he is the only one to be magnified. That's what Paul said. Was I baptized? Uh, were Were you baptized in my name? Did I die for you? You know, it's like, and this is what he's, he's trying to teach them. And we at Sweet Hills want to truly understand and believe. We don't lift up a man. We don't lift up Pastor Ryan. We lift up Jesus Christ. 
back in our text. However, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age, nor of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. And it is truly coming to nothing. This world is dying, the Bible says. And the lust of it, it is dying. There is no saving it. We just need to try to save as many people as we can before the rapture happens and the great tribulation comes after that. Judgment is coming and this world is doomed. And knowing the terror of the Lord, we persuade men, Paul says, the terror of the Lord. It is coming to nothing. Why put your trust in man who perishes? We are but vapor. Amen? Put your trust in the Lord. He says, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. And I, and I love I love that. Just because God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise, just because he's chosen the the, the weak things to put to shame the things that are mighty, just because he's chosen the despised and the base things of the world doesn't mean, excuse me, that God endorses um, not studying and not seeking wisdom. We as Christians are the most wise people on the planet, but we shouldn't witness to people to try to show off in a worldly way with uh, eloquent speech and fancy words and, uh, you know, humanistic methods and you know, this is how I seal the deal. It's by the Spirit of God. But still, we seek the wisdom of God. And as we are obedient to the Lord, and we uh, our relationship is tight with Him, strong with Him, the Holy Spirit uses ordinary people to blow the minds of people who need their minds blown with the truth of the gospel. So we are the wisest, right? The the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom, the Bible says. There are plenty of, of brilliant people in different fields. You have the Elon Musk and you have the, the, the super smart people of our world. But if they don't know Jesus Christ, they are blinded and foolish and are going to perish in their sins. So we look up to God and that's Christianity we revere him. We don't look up to people. We can admire people. We can say, wow, what a great thing they've done. We don't idolize anybody. We're beyond that. We keep ourselves free from idols. We honor God. And if there's anything good that I see in you or you see in me, glory to Jesus Christ, it was him and not who? And not us. Because we are nothing. And I like that wisdom, though, we speak wisdom, he says, the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory, which none of the rulers of this age knew, for had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. And so this hidden wisdom, this mystery, is the gospel message in which we preach. The fathers and the prophets who wrote down the, the scriptures by the Holy Spirit they were inspired by the Holy Spirit. They gave us our Bible. They, they wrote that the Messiah was coming. They wrote all the beautiful verses about Jesus, that he would come, that he would suffer, that he would uh, be resurrected, and on and on and on. For our transgressions, he was wounded. We can read about it from Genesis all the way to the end of the Old Testament. But yet it was a mystery. They didn't fully comprehend that the Messiah was actually going to be crucified 
For cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. He took upon our curse, our sin, so that we didn't have to bear it, so that God can have a relationship with you, which is what God wanted all along, to be close to you and I. Jesus did that. But until he did that, it was a mystery to everybody. You are so blessed to know the whole story. For these wonderful men from Moses to Malachi to all of them desire to see the things that we know. It was a mystery until Jesus came and was born of the Holy Spirit and the Virgin in Bethlehem. He lived a sinless life. He preached. He healed. He, he taught. He warned and he warned and he warned. Repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. His message was true. And he died a, a, a terrible death upon the cross for our sins. And on the third day, he rose from the dead. Sin, death could not hold him down, which proves on that third day that he is who he claimed to be and that he takes away our sins. He has power over sin and he has power over death. And what he said, every single word is true. That's the mystery. Before I came to know Jesus Christ, I was completely and utterly blind to the reality of how real Jesus Christ is. I thought it was a great story and he died on the cross and I'd go to mass with my grandmother. It was my abuela, I was in Spanish, so I didn't know what they were saying. But I went and I saw and I thought it was nice, but I didn't know. I didn't know that he's alive. He's not on the cross anymore. I didn't know that he is more alive than we are. That, that, that I can pour out my heart to him and that he can speak to my heart by his spirit and by his word. I didn't know it was a tangible, real relationship that I can have with God. That mystery was cracked open one day. And it's mind-blowing that I see now, that you see now, which none of the rulers of this age knew, for had they known, they would have not crucified the Lord. This wisdom is still hidden from people. The gospel is hidden. If not, there'd be way more people saved, but they're still blind. Like I was blind, like you were blind. For almost 24 years of my life, I could not understand. I could not see. I could not hear. It did not enter my heart that he was legit. Jesus would say about those who didn't see in Matthew eleven twenty five, 25, he prayed to the Father, just, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and prudent and have revealed them to babes. He thanked the Father that this was hidden by, from the prudent and from the wise, but that he, he had revealed it to his disciples. He, had re, he has revealed it to you and I. We're babes. What can we show off? We're not sophisticated. We're not. We're, we're just normal, ordinary people that God loves, and that's who he chose to reveal himself to us. The treasures, the mysteries, those hidden gems that kings and and princes have desired to see. Blessed are your eyes for you see. 
who he is. But there are many it is still hidden from, and that's why we're still alive. So God can use you and I to speak truth to those that are out there that were uh, that are as blind as you and I were before we came to know Jesus. And he says here, had they knew or had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. He came to his own and his own did not receive him. Right? The world did not know him. In Matthew 26, when he was before the, at his trial, when he was before Caiaphas, the high priest, Jesus was, was silent. He wasn't saying much. And uh, the high priest answered and said to him, I put you under oath before the living God. Tell us if you are the Christ, the Son of God. And Jesus said to him, it is as you say. Nevertheless, I tell you, hereafter you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the power and coming on the clouds of heaven. And then the high priest, he tore his clothes, saying, He has spoken blasphemy. What further need do we have of witnesses? Look now, you have heard his blasphemy. They wanted to know because they didn't have the Spirit and they could not see what was in front of them. Put you, I put you under oath by the living God. Tell us, are you the, the Christ, the Son of God? And he said, yes. That's, so, that's just so, so awesome. It caused rage in them. The world is raging against Jesus still. And so is the devil. And so is our wicked flesh. But the spirit who dwells in us yearns jealousy. Live your life for your king who died for you. Understand and know who you are in him. Which none of the rulers of this age knew. For they had they known, and, and he, thank you, Lord, that you kept it from the prudent and the wise. Who was the prudent and the wise at that time? The Pharisees, the Herodians the pilotses, the governors, all of the, all of the prudent of that, all of high society, blind. Except for maybe uh, Joseph of Arimathea, Nicodemus turned. You know what I'm saying? It's like, don't be, don't be shocked that it's a few of us that see. Jesus said, narrow is the path that leads to life. Narrow is the path and difficult is the path that leads to life. But broad is the path that leads to destruction. There should be more people who hate Jesus than people who love him. And Jesus says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. But as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have it entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. That is such a tremendous and beautiful verse. Uh, Paul is quoting Isaiah 64 verse 4, which is just a, a verse of God's tremendous, miraculous provision and help. We were blind, but now we see. 
How many days did we, did we live and sleep before we recognized God as God? You know how much time I wasted of my life? We all wasted so much time. Why didn't I know? Why didn't I understand? Why? It's because of unbelief. Because the God of this world had blinded me and blinded you. But then one day, boom, like this crazy revelation that all of a sudden, all the trees were not just there by an accident. We all weren't just... Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come out and join us for Sunday services at 8.30 a.m. and at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicollet Street in Banning, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you would like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweethills.org and hit the online giving tab. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills. We don't.